Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back to another uh, episode of uh, You Got This with your host uh, Donnie and Sandy. And we got an amazing episode uh, uh, for you today. It's called, what we call it? The Sun Rise in Your Heart. Let the sun rise in your heart. Yep, and uh, uh, we hope you find this particular podcast, or in all of our podcasts, enlightening and and, and inspirational, because that's what this is all about. We are family here, and we want to treat you guys as family. We treat you guys as family. Not we're going to, but we do treat you guys as family here. And we want to thank you over the past month that we've been doing this, or a little over a month. You guys have been showing us such amazing support and um, we can't thank you guys enough for this. So um, we're going to continue on and uh, and just be thankful that God has placed us in a position to help us and allow us to do this and inspire you guys to come to Christ and show you what the power of Christ's love is. So I'd like to begin to maybe put a little bit of questions at rest. Some people think that just because you become a Christian, you have to change and lead a Bible study or become a Christian singer or worship leader or you have to go to Bible college and you have to live as a nun. That's, that is so far from the truth. That is so far, far from the truth. Uh, uh, honestly, it's actually kind of ridiculous to think that. See, God calls us to worship Him. He never says how to. He just says, Believe in my son and you shall be saved. He doesn't say how you have to do it or anything like that. As a matter of fact, he doesn't even speak about faith and religion in the Bible. He just says, know my son and believe in him and you shall have everlasting life. Mankind created religion. Mankind created all these different denominations. Nowhere in the Bible does it say a certain denomination is the right one. All you have to do is believe in Christ. And he says all we have to do is believe, and that's faith. He said your faith will answer your prayers. Your faith is like plugging in a light, right? You have a plug that plugs into the socket, and it's not going to light up until you plug it in. So you can have it, you can think about it, but until you actually plug it into the wall, connect to the power source, it's not going to do anything. You have to connect your faith and believe, say, I believe, and that connects your faith to the power source, God Almighty, and that's when things happen. And he likens the Christian family as parts of a body. All the parts of a body are needed. We need someone who's an evangelist. We need someone who's a singer and a Bible uh, you know, study leader. We need them because that's how we learn. But we also need those people on the front lines. One of my former pastors used to say it like this. We are an office worker. We are a disciple, right? Disguised as, as an office worker. We are a disciple of Christ disguised as a construction worker or a customer service representative. The pastor can't be in all those places every day. And all you have to do is not even preach at the people you come across, but all you have to do is let God lead the way. You're, you got this moment and share it with people and say what Christ has done for you or not even that sometimes. 
They say people will know we are Christians, right? But what, by what we say and do. So sometimes you can see someone in the store that is just so down and so, they look like they just lost somebody. And maybe they're alone and they're feeling unnoticed. And maybe on the verge of suicide. I've read stories about this. And someone comes along and says, Hi, how are you doing? I hope you have a nice day. And smile at them. That makes the world a difference to somebody who feels unnoticed. That's what being a child of God is. Uh, and uh, that's about it. I mean, uh, God took his punishment on a cross for us. Now, that doesn't mean we have to get all uh, emotional and all holy and all that stuff. No. Our job as Christians, if you choose to do so, is just spread the word of God however you feel you need to do it or however you feel led to do it. It doesn't say you have to become a preacher like my lovely wife said or anything like that. You can just strike up a conversation in the grocery store and say, uh, well, this is who I am, and I, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'd like to share the word. I do it every day. I do it every single day, and it's receptive to people. Our, but our, you got to remember, though, you can't push it on people. We're, our job is just to tell them about it. It isn't our job to convert them over to Christianity. Our, go, our job is to tell people who Jesus, God, actually is. And it's up to God to draw them towards him, which he will do. In his time when he knows his people already. It's not our job to convert anybody. It's our job to show them who he is. I've had so many instances where the Holy Spirit, he's the one that leads it. You don't have to try to figure it all out. And the conversation will just present itself. But as far as coming to Christ, are you saved? Because really, we have an eternity in heaven waiting for us. And our decisions that we make on earth is what gets us there. There is going to be an end to the world. It's not going to last forever. And there is a heaven and there is a hell. Which one are you going to? Exactly. Which one are you going to? That's couldn't your decision. Couldn't have said it better myself, honey. But yeah, and, and that's all it is to it. I mean, we're Christians. But like I said, it isn't our job to convert people. It's our job to spread the message however you feel that you can do it. And you don't have to clean yourself up either. You say, oh, God, I'm not good enough to be a Christian. Well, no one is. The Bible says in Romans 3, 23, all have fallen short of the glory of God. So that puts us on level playing field. The Bible says all wrongdoing is sin. That's in the Bible. And that means that... Stealing or telling a lie is all on the same playing field, level playing field with God. And you don't have to clean yourself up. That's why he died on the cross. It, you're covered in the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus makes you righteous. And the Holy Spirit transforms you day by day as you read the word, as you go to church, as you pray. You're transformed and you grow. Just like being born. Okay, you weren't born as a child and automatically knew everything that you learned in school. You didn't learn right from wrong the minute you were born. The things that you've learned and as you've grown through your toddler years and your teenage years. And if you're a young adult, you've learned by experience. Well, the same thing in your Christian walk. God doesn't expect you to have it all together the minute you're saved. He will lead you through the Holy Spirit. That's called sanctification. And He will clean you up. He'll deposit His Holy Spirit, His love within your heart, and you're just not going to want to. 
one of the most important verses in the Bible, the Lord says in the New Testament, is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. The Holy Spirit helps us to do that. When you love somebody, you don't want to hurt them. So being a child of God is just simple. It's just believing. And that's it. It's just believing. Everything else. And I just love how people say, oh, Christians think they're so perfect. Christians, we are far from perfect, as you already know. There's no such thing as a perfect person. We're not going to live a perfect life once we become a Christian, if you so do so. No, we are the most persecuted people on the face of this world. We will be judged. We will be ridiculed. But God gives us the strength to withstand that. You have to, you have to ask yourself, would you rather be judged by man or would you be judged by God? If you be judged by God... You'll go to heaven, which is the most magical place on earth. As you be judged by man, well, I'm not even going to discuss where you're going to be going after that because you don't want to be there. That's just that simple. Would you rather be judged by man or would you be judged by God? Now, you make your decision. God doesn't send anybody to hell when they die. You do it yourself. Exactly. You do it to yourself by the decision you make here on earth. God doesn't make that decision for you because he gives everyone the choice and it's their decision. And some people think that, oh, I die and that's it. Well, to tell you the truth, I don't like that. I really like thinking that when I die, um, it's like I'm walking through a door. I'm going on to a new life and to a better life with where he even says in the Bible, there's not going to be any more sickness. There's not going to be any more hate. There's not going to be any more death. There's going to be what the Holy Spirit is, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. He's full of goodness and mercy and compassion. That's what we're going to experience, everlasting joy. Why would you not want that? He's provided for me so many times. Sometimes it's in the last minute, what I consider the last minute, but there are so many times that He has come through for me. He is the ultimate dad if you don't have a dad. We're all flesh. We're all going to mess up, and the Bible says so. So no one's perfect. And you can't expect another living soul to be the sole source of your joy. But when God is the sole source of your joy, he's never going to let you down. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. And in another verse, he says, I will never fail you or forsake you. That's a promise from God, and God keeps all his promises. So you may ask, well, why does God allow bad things to happen? Well, that's another good point that I'd like to solve that one for you, too, if that's keeping you from becoming a Christian. God gave everyone free will. And because of that, people make good choices and people make bad choices. And sometimes we suffer at the hands of somebody else's free will that they made in the wrong way. And God promises, though, to be there and to pick us up. See, he loves us so much, he doesn't want robots. You don't want your loved one to love you because you make them love you. Well, neither does God. He wants true love is when you love somebody freely. I like to tell people this, that when my children were young, and I was walking down a road, we used to live on a very bad dirt road, and I would say, hold on to my hand because there's a lot of potholes up ahead and you're going to get hurt. Well, 
if he was to let go of my hand after I told him not to and run up ahead and fall and get hurt and maybe knock somebody else down along the way, is it going to be my fault? No, but I'm going to be there to tell him what he did wrong, but I'm also going to be there to heal his hurts. And that's the way it is with God. When we, by our own free will, choose to do something wrong, it's not God's fault. It's ours. And if he took free will away, he'd have to take it all away, the good and the bad. Well, that's exactly right. See, um, God punishes us because he's our father. He's our father in heaven. Just like we have parents on earth. Well, when we do wrong by our parents on earth, what does your parents do? They punish you. Well, it's the same situation. God is our ultimate father. So we do something that he told us not to do in the first place. What did, what did he have to do? He had to punish us. You may not like his punishment, but it's still a punishment nonetheless. And you have to learn from your punishments. You have to learn what you're doing is wrong. And that's what God does. And he's not going to come out of the earth, or come out of heaven and direct everybody to where they need to go. No, he's going to give He's going to have people in our path. Hence, Paul, the, the Saul guy from the, the Bible, he was punishing Christians. And what did he do? Well, uh, he was punished by God by getting blind. And that one guy he put in his path, I don't remember what his name is. Sorry, I apologize. But uh, he had that one guy heal him. And that's how Saul became Paul. We all know the story. We all, I just want to repeat it. But same situation there. Paul, Saul was punished and became Paul. And that's that's the same thing that's happening today. And that's why he's still our ultimate father. He knows what punishment we need to bring us on the right track. And I'm sorry, honey. Um, uh, were you looking for your glasses? Oh, where, so you can re you got a verse you want to read for the people. Uh, that's awesome. Let me get your glasses real quick. I got them. See, this is all live right now. So we don't hold nothing back. <laughs> but she's yeah. going to take yes. time and read this verse. Um, this is what I want to show you what real love is. Romans 5 verse 8 says, While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I want to read what it says. How he looked. This is what he went through for all of mankind. It's found in the book of Isaiah. And I believe it's toward the end. Bear with me a second while I get it. Yes. It's found towards the end of um, Isaiah 52. And it is verse 14 and 15. It is. Be, just as many were astonished at you. So his visage was marred more than any man. And his form more than the sons of men. So shall he sprinkle many nations. Do you really want, do you really get the picture of that? That means he was beaten beyond human recognition. That means you couldn't tell he had a face. They also beat him. In Isaiah 53, it says, by his stripes, right? So by his stripes, we are healed. We are healed in our spirits. We are healed in our souls. We are healed by what he went through for us. Then to top that all off, he had to carry a 300 pound cross. Can you imagine carrying that after you've been beaten so bad you're already weak? And then you had to carry that up a hill because he had to carry that up the hill to Golgotha. He had to carry that. 
And even along the way, he they had somebody help him. So that even if the Son of God had to have help in his trials, how much more so is he going to have mercy on us to know we even need help? And he's going to provide that helper, and that's the Holy Spirit. He's going to be there to help you every day of your life. And he's going to do it through people also. So can you get that picture? Then, as he finally gets up the hill, he's beaten, he's worn. He has no strength left in him. He's got blood everywhere from being beaten. Then they take nails and he's alive while they're doing this. And they nail, put nails in his hands and in his feet. And nail him to the cross. Can you imagine the excruciating pain? And if you read in the book of Hebrews, it says that he was made flesh. So he felt that pain. Yes, he was fully God and he was fully man because he needed to understand what we go through. And if you read in the book of Hebrews, you'll read on and you'll find that out. It said it was done that way. He was made and come in the flesh so he could understand this. So he could be a merciful and faithful high priest. That is love. And he did it while people were rejecting him, spitting on him, and beating him. And he still chose to do it. And that's the thing. He, uh, you may ask yourself, or people may ask you, well, why did God do that? God done that because he knew that his people would not be able to make it to heaven by what we're doing now. So he sent our God, our God Jesus, on a cross to suffer to take our sins away because that's the only way we will be worthy enough to go to heaven. But we're going to take a short break right now. And let you absorb all that. We're going to play this song. We think it, it works perfect for this topic right now. It's called, his name is Austin French. And the song is called Born Again. If that don't, song don't fit this, I don't know what will. So we'll come back after this, after this song's over. Thank you. I was stuck, I was running around broken hearted I was sinking so fast, I couldn't last Falling apart and You could've run away Leaving me there in my shame Leaving me fighting my pain But you made a better way oh, oh, oh. I've been saved Goodbye to the sinner I'm held by the Father above No more shame Born out of the desert And drowned in the power of love Showing me all of my life in a new light Every step, every breath Like it's the first time You could've run away Leaving me there in my shame Leaving me fighting my pain But you made a better way oh, oh, oh. I've been saved Goodbye to the sinner I'm held by the Father above No more shame Born out of the desert And drowned in the power of love
Okay, I hope you enjoyed that song. I thought it worked perfectly in this episode. And uh, we're going to get back to our discussion of salvation. And uh, my lovely wife wants to read a couple more verses. And we'll discuss afterwards uh, what your thoughts are. And Go ahead, hon. pray with you. Uh, I mentioned Isaiah 53. So I would like to take time to read that to you. Who has believed our report, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness, and when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, and we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. If that don't paint a picture for you, I don't know what will. See, God took everything so we could actually make it to heaven one day. So it's our choice to whether we go to heaven or not. And I hopefully you guys choose the right way because I know I chose the right way by saying and right now... I am not ashamed to say that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. It took me a long time to get to this point. And I couldn't be more pleased. And because of me following Jesus, he led me to my lovely wife who I couldn't be more in love with as the day goes on. And hopefully you feel the same way about uh, what's going on in your life. And Yes. So listening to this, he is a God of love and all love comes from him. He just wants to be your heavenly father. And really, doesn't that put you in awe? God Almighty El Shaddai wants to be your father. The one who created the world, the one who created us. And, oh, by the way, there has to be a creator. Did that cell phone just pop into your hands? I think not. No, there had to be a creator. So how much more does mankind 
Can you understand that? No two people on earth has the same fingerprint. And can you get that? Can you grasp that? That all of the people all over the world and no two people in the world have the same fingerprint. That goes with DNA. Yeah, our family DNA, they can tell it's family. But still, my DNA is my DNA. And a baby born from just a little seed. Come on. And grows into us. Really. Plants and trees. How they die in the wintertime and come back in the spring. And... Oh my goodness, if you've ever had the chance to see mountains, the beauty and the majesty of the mountains, how can you not believe in God? There has to be a creator. And to think that he would come and die for us so we can be with him for an eternity. Makes you think, doesn't it? Makes you think. See, God doesn't do... Uh, God is the most magical being on this world. He created everything, and yet we still want to deny his existence, which it takes more effort to deny something that is true than to believe something that is false. And whether you, whether you choose to believe that or not is completely obviously up to you guys, but why not would you want to believe the truth? The truth is so much easier to accept than a lie. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. But, um, and you don't have to change who you are. If you like making jewelry, you can still make jewelry. If you like working on cars, you can still work on cars. If you like going to NASCAR races, you can still go to NASCAR races. You don't have to change who you are. You're just you but better. Because you have God Almighty El Shaddai. And you have Him. He has so many names. He is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He is your Jehovah Mikadesh, your Sanctifier, your Jehovah, Sikunu, your righteousness. He is your Jehovah Nisi, your banner. He is your Adonai, your Lord. Oh, and I love this one. He is your Abba Father, meaning your Daddy God. And all of those names means that He is a big God when you need a big God to come in and kick some enemy butt. But He is your Lord, the one that you worship. He is the one who provides for you. He is the one who is your victor, your banner. That means he helps you win every time. Psalm 60, 12, with God we will gain the victory and he will trample down our enemies. And he is when you need someone just to hold you, when you feel the world is against you, he is your Abba Father, your Daddy God. He is all that and he wants you as, your, as his child. You don't have to clean yourself up. You just say have to say, I believe. He did all the work. He did the dying. You just have to say, I believe. And then the Holy Spirit is going to help you the rest of the way every day of your life. You just have to confess. And here's how you do it. Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe unto righteousness and your mouth you confess and are saved. That means you just have to believe that he's the son of God. You have to believe that he came and died on the cross for your sins. And you have to ask for forgiveness and ask him into your heart. It's just that simple.
Couldn't be more simple than that, folks. All you do is uh, pray a prayer, asking God to save you, and there you go. And we've got a special thing we want to do for our listeners. And if you prayed and accepted God as your Savior, we will uh, and just email us at info at your new life ministries.org tell us that you did this we'll send you out a free devotional guide to you yes and so right now i'm going to give you that chance because i don't want to put it off i want to give you that chance to pray with us right now dear heavenly father these listeners who are praying with us right now to, to make that choice because no one's given tomorrow they can go out of their house today and and, and something happen God forbid, and die. But no one's given tomorrow. No one knows the hour and time of their death. So do we really want to put off for tomorrow what we can do today? So we're praying for these listeners out there, that one that's listening and praying, that this is there, you got this moment. That we're praying, Lord, and they're praying with me. I believe that, Lord Jesus, you are the Son of God. I believe that you came and died on the cross for my sins. And Lord, you know in my heart what they are, and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins. And I'm also asking you, Lord, to come into my heart, send your Holy Spirit into my heart to dwell with me all the days of my life. I'm asking you to open my eyes to see, my ears to hear, and my heart to understand your word. I'm asking you to lead me all the days of my life. I'm asking you to provide for me and protect me to be my Father God. And Lord... Show me every step of the way that I need to go. And give me some big, bold signs right now to help me as I'm a baby Christian. And that peace in my heart that tells me, since you're the Prince of Peace, when it's you talking to me and you leading me. And we ask all of this in Jesus' mighty name. So, listeners, if you prayed that prayer, and you, just email us. Go to our website too. You can use the contact us form at yournewlifeministries.org or you can email us as my husband said at info at yournewlifeministries.org and we have a book that's simply going to help you in your new walk. It's called I'm Saved. What now? Beginning your walk in Christ. It's going to tell you some steps that you need. You need to get a Bible. Start reading in the Gospels in John because the Old Testament talks about it, uh, Jesus. There's so much, you know, symbolism in the Old Testament about Jesus, so you have to know who he is to recognize the symbolism. So start in the New Testament, and then get a church. And if you don't know, well, you ask God to lead you to one, and he surely will, because you need to be growing. If you don't eat your regular food every day, you're going to be weak. Well, if you don't eat your spiritual food, you're going to be weak too. So this book is going to tell you step by step. You need to get baptized. You need to stay in prayer. It's even got a place in the back for you to, hey, list your praise reports and maybe things that you need to tell, you know, talk to God about, about things you need to release or your favorite scripture. So, hey, go online and let us know you prayed with us, that you had that you got this moment, and we'll send you this book. Make sure you include your name and your address, and it's free. Well, I think that's about all for today's episode. I hopefully enjoyed it. And if you like this episode, please follow us here. And you can also subscribe to us at on YouTube at Your New Life Ministries LLC on YouTube. And like us on Facebook. And um, 
uh, like us on uh, follow us on Instagram too. We're on there as well. And um, we'll see you in the next episode, okay, people? I'm glad you're supporting us, and thank you very much for listening. God bless. Bye-bye.